Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from Vital Learning. I am, as always, Morten Røvik. I haven't changed my name. <laughs> and I'm here, as always, with Lars Roskil Henriksen. Privet, Lars. Privet, still Mr. Morten Røvik. Good to see you, as always, and good to be with our listeners out there. We always start off with a quick reminder of the purpose of this podcast, which is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers. If you're new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of GTD. Today's episode number is 90. And um, today's episode is another listener questions episode. It's episode number 12. I think we, we counted um, today with questions from Poland and the US. Indeed, um, we are looking forward to, to answering your questions. And uh, as an introduction, we can say that you can send questions to us if you haven't already done so to podcast at vitallearning.dk. And Lars, what is the first question and from whom <clears throat> is it? Our first question is from Marius in Poland. He has a long email. Let me let me read it. Um, he says hi in Polish, which I think I'll leave to you to say, Morten. How do you say that? Dzień <laughs> dobry. Uh, uh, and it's Mariusz, That's I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> he says, I've been listening to all the episodes of the podcast and watching new ones on YouTube recently. Going through my paper notes for episode 56, the one where you poli used Polish language in the beginning. Just wanted to let you know that you have some audience in Poland as well. Great to hear that, Marius. Um, I find your podcast helpful, thought-provoking, and entertaining. I'm not new to GTD. I'm pretty sure I know all the main concepts and principles by now. I laughed when you mentioned in episode 52 that listening to GTD podcast is a great way to procrastinate about building your GTD system. I'm guilty <laughs> of that as well, as well as fiddling too much with software. But still, I find there are many important nuances in GTD that pop up in such conversations. You have asked for comments and feedback multiple times, so maybe I'll take this opportunity and share one example on something to possibly improve. I think it's quite hard to follow your advice on how to build next actions list and projects, which is so fundamental in GCD. When you talk about it in general, like in episode 52, your recommendation is to use separate flat lists, the David Allen approach, no connections between projects and next actions. Similarly with Microsoft To Do, Morton recommends coming up with unique hashtags for each project, which sounds like, in quotes, radical advice, more so in a tool without hashtag auto-completion. But when you mention your actual systems, it's quite obvious that you put your next actions under projects where most people would normally expect them to be. I understand where it comes from. You can query your system into Todoist and OmniFocus, and most software is missing this feature, but I'm not sure all listeners are. Presenting demo setups would be very beneficial for the viewer. I've seen Lars doing it once with Tickler in Todoist. That's a good start. Also, um, he wraps up by saying in episode 48, Morton has mentioned his leather hobby. I thought I'd also let you know that apart from the capture wallet, the leather is also an essential component of this GTD-esque system. It's fun to watch. And he links to a, an Everbook video that we'll put in the show notes. Lastly, he says, I'm a big fan of Morton's file naming convention. Thank you from Marius. Well, we do like fans, so thank you, <laughs> thank you for. And I'm, I'm, well, I'm grateful that you find, um, you know, find use and uh, value in what we, uh, what we, are trying to show you. So thank you, Majush. And uh, by the way, the why I know a little, I know a little Polish is very little, but I used to travel. I am my uh, my best friend growing up. He he got. Um, uh, first, he fell in love with the student leader of the University of Warsaw, and he later married her. And mm. uh, we traveled there for quite a lot for, you know, preparation for his wedding. And uh, you know, so I've been around in, in, in Poland in my young days. Cool. Where there still was dollar shops in Poland. This is a long time ago. So, okay. <laughs> but thank you, Mariusz, for, for reaching out to us. And... Um, I'll let you start with this one because we had a little talk in the pre-show and we are not in full <laughs> full alignment here, which is good. It's, we, we represent two different yeah. views. Yeah, no, at least, 
Back to the what we've been talking about basically all year, I think now with the simplification of our system, which we will also mm. talk about at GTD Summer Camp, that mm. we have both uh, transitioned from a more complex system. You mentioned to do as you mentioned OmniFocus, which is exactly where we have both uh, come from. Um, today, actually, in my system in the Apple Reminders, I'm actually taking that flat list approach. So I'm really going back old school GTD flat simple list one list of projects, one list of uh, or multiple lists of next uh, actions. Um, and I do keep them separate. I actually don't have, I think I still have one hashtag that I just sort of tried out, I think following an episode we recorded a while back. Um, so I really don't do that. I really try to, you know, I'm trying out this this very, the, the most simple approach, I would say, in, in getting everything set up. And I'm um, just to elaborate maybe a bit on the the thinking behind it it's it's been a very liberating experience for me to be able to put something on a next actions list and i know that it relates to a project but i don't have to navigate to a specific project to add it which was the case in todoist or if i were using hashtags then having to add that specific hashtag to the um, to the next action i can just go to my list throw it on the list and then move forward so for me that that simplification of using gcd has really been been very helpful obviously there are times when i do miss that uh, connection and link and it's nice to see that overview of how it's all connected but um for now as of this recording, April 25th at 10.32. <laughs> it's still flat lists. Yeah. <laughs> but you use your hashtags, uh, Morten. Yes, I do. Um, I use it in the reminders, Apple reminders, and I use it when I teach people how to use um, the, the um, Office 365 um, uh, versions of Outlook and, uh, and to do. And the reason I'm doing this is because it speeds up my my weekly review. So if I um, I look at my projects list, it has a hashtag for each of the projects that are active. And creating that hashtag and looking at my my project list makes it um, it forces me to look at how many things I've committed to. So to, just to create that slows down my thinking. Um, uh, which I think is important that you you are, you know, we are going to t talk about what to do when you have too much to do. That's you know when your income, you know, inflow of next actions are uh, f um, greater than your ability to tick them off after. Um, uh, then, but so for me, this is a way to slow me down and it's a way to to you know reflect a little extra on what i say yes to and what commitments i have agreed to 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 focus on and um the, the it and it also speeds up the the uh, as i said the weekly review so that when i go through them i just click the hashtag and i can see if i have a, a next action I, I just want to maybe i should just show how this works with uh, did some um I want to show you my screen. For those of you who are on YouTube, you will now see a demo system that we have, I've set up for, for um, Microsoft to do. And here you will see the project view where I create a list of projects. And um, I have one called, uh, and this is in Norwegian, I'm sorry, but this says in translated form, a new and well-functioning office in Stavanger established. So when I click uh, the hashtag here, I will see what next actions I, I have. So let me just go ahead and do that. And uh, here you will see that I have a, a project that's called uh, New and Well-Functioning Office in St Stavanger Established. Then I have uh, an email I, ha I have to re uh, reply to that's at office. Reply to Ole regarding leader development. Uh, and then I have a note for agenda for Johan. Uh, it's agenda for I want to talk to Johan and I have some information there and I tag that as well with contour, the, the tag. So the, the, the idea here is that um, we, you should use tags to connect um, the, the project and the next action so that you can have them on separate lists but easily uh, find them again so you don't have to jump between and this has been my gripe is that you can you, if you do it with as a, as a separate flat list you have to 
look at your projects and then you wonder, do I have a next action there? And then you have to click into the next actions list to see if you have one. And, um, and my only way of doing that is I have to have very little on my next actions list and very few projects to make that work. So what is your pushback on that, that aspect, Loris? No pushback. I mean, it's all, it's all what you prefer to see. Um, so for me, I am, as I mentioned, must be a million times by now, at least 90 times since we, this is episode 90, um, is that I really want to limit the amount of information that I see. And so if I see uh, links in there, for example, I can imagine that, hmm, I wonder what, you know, I'll click that and I'll click my way through and I'll, I'll have a look around and, you know, just uh, keep it simple. So uh, doing last can, can get his work done most easily. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we, but we do do recommend that you keep your next actions separate from your projects and that you can keep your next actions on whatever context lists that you prefer. Um, and as few as you need and as many as you, you know, as few as you can get away with as, as many as you need would be the, the tagline <laughs> for how many you will would have of the context lists. So um, anything else you would like to, to, um, um, talk about when it comes to this subject? No, I think Mario's question was just to, you know, elaborate a bit more on this and you've shared that now. Mm. So, so for those of you on YouTube, you can, can now see what it might look like when you set it up in, uh, in Microsoft to do, it would look mm. similar. And if you were in Apple reminders or, or any other similar system, um, and otherwise, you know, this is what we, what we really dive into in the seminars. That's where we, where we go mm. through and actually look, look more into detail mm. about this. Yeah, and if you ever are in a seminar in the Nordic region, specifically, we do uh, tend to make them uh, what we call a workshop as well, where you set up, really set up your tool and work with it. So if you're in the Nordic region and you're looking how to do this practically, a seminar might be the, the trick for you. So um, should we move on to the next question? Let's go for the next one. This is from Gregory. And uh, the email subject line was sometimes I have over 250 next actions, exclamation mark, help, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he says, I've been doing my best to carry out the GTD methodology since January of 2021. And it has definitely lowered my stress levels a lot. And I appear to be getting more done. However, I keep running into the same problem over and over again. I add next actions at a rate higher than the rate of doing them. I think we probably have a few listeners out there that can, can relate to this one. Um, he says, typically once every four to eight weeks, I'll reach a point where I have 200 to 300 next actions, not including agenda list entries and waiting for entries. This makes it really hard to even read the list of next actions because by the time I reach the end of the list, I've completely forgotten what was at the start of the list. Moreover, the weekly reviews can sometimes can take four to five hours without reaching the someday maybe step. So the question is how many next actions is normal? For example, I've heard David Allen say that 70 to 100 next actions is normal, but I don't know if that includes agenda list items and waiting for items. And then he has done a bit of analysis. He says, periodically, I sit down with the next actions list and I ask for each entry, would it be okay if I didn't do this action in the next two weeks? The actions are then divided into cannot wait and can wait lists. And I just finished that process today. I started with 211 next actions, not including agenda list items and waiting for items. 27 actions were deleted for either being done or now irrelevant slash pointless. That's 12.8%. 91 actions could wait. That's 41, 43.1%. 92 actions could not wait, but only eight were truly urgent. So 43.6%. Perhaps I should learn to apply Morton's seriously, really seriously filter when defining next actions. When and how does this filter get applied? I'd be so grateful for any help from Gregory. I, I feel you. Gregory, I feel we've all been <laughs> we have all been there. Uh, in in the pre-show, Lars and I talked about uh, we we wanted to um, uh, we are doing a presentation on the, the GTD summer camp um, this summer, and uh, that we called uh, "Simplify Your System." Is that the name? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, At least start describing the journey that we have both been on since the beginning yeah. of this year when it comes to yeah. GTD systems. Yeah. So, so, but, but for us to simplify our systems, um, and that, that reminded me, maybe we should make the, the uh, a little um, uh, animation or uh, part of our presentation should be uh, concentrated around the, the the evolution of a GTD area. So when you start off, you are you you know. Um, you start with your very easily your GTD journey will be I am interested in uh, getting more productive what systems are out there and then suddenly you, you stumble upon GTD and then if you get uh, you know interested and start learning this one of the things that you you do is that you you do what Gregory just did is that just the overflow the system and then you understand that uh, because you, when you get getting things done and you start using it a lot of the, 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 at least the people I meet when I coach and, and train people is that, that they they go, wow, I can do a lot more things. And then after a while, it's like, wow, I have too much to do. It's like, because even you get really effective at getting things done, you're getting, you know, the, the control parts, you know, capture, clarify, organize, reflect and engage. When you got that, got that under your, 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 in your tool belt, you can get a lot more stuff done. But if you're just continuing letting things flow to you, it will um, at some point feel overwhelming. And that's not getting things done. Getting things done is about, you know, mind like water, feeling good about what you're not doing. Um, as much as the things you do so with that said um i can feel you and and there is no i would say no right number of things you should have on your lists um uh, my my take on is is that you feel good about what's on there it's david allen would say your list will either repel you or or attract you and if you are attracted to your list you're doing something right if you feel that you're you're you are you know you get nauseous when you look at your list you have to do something so so what's your take on this Lars um well very much agree and again there is no no right number um yeah I, I have recognized that that number of, of of items that that were you know we probably heard from from David before as well from 30 to 100 projects and correspondingly at least the the same number of, of next actions likely likely more than that for for most people um I like to underline that you know when we talk about this in seminars it's not really the the number of projects because in my system right now I have six projects on my list plus the uh, all of the sales work that we have so so the number is is definitely quite a lot bigger but but what i have on my list is actually relatively um, little but that doesn't mean that i'm not busy <laughs> so it might be someone has you know 30 projects on their list but i might actually have more work to do so it really doesn't i'm just cautious about being too hung up on the number at least when it comes to to projects um, but when it comes to next actions, um, like you said, I completely agree that it really depends on how you feel about those uh, lists. Are you attracted to them or not? And if I were to, if you were, to, if you told me that I had 211 next actions that I had to choose from, I would certainly experience what a, you know, exactly like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Morten's uh, scared, scared face, uh, Edvard Munch uh, face uh, just uh, showed, showed up the, the screen. Um, no, it, you know, for me, I, I need very few things on my list. Uh, that that perhaps comes back to what I just mentioned about the not not using hashtags. Really want simple lists, and um, you know, with that many things on on your list, uh, Gregory describes it perfectly. That you know, once you run through that list, you don't know what was at the top. So for me, I, I certainly want to keep that list to to, uh, to a minimum. And, uh, and not not put too many things on there. So I'm very diligent about using my my someday maybe list or on hold list park things over there. So I only have a very limited set of uh, items that I wanna I wanna pick from. Yeah, one of the things that I've been reminded of several times this uh, so far this um, this year and you know the last part of le- uh, last year is. The, the fact that you if you want to get really good at getting things done you have to get get really good at listening to your emotions uh, yeah. when you look at your tasks and your lists and your focus of sorry horizons of focus and 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 I do think Gregory you should 
just for saving yourself some time is that to to get working on your license of focus first so you can you can adapt with um, clarity your your seriously bullshit filter when you you're making decisions <laughs> on what you should do and not do um, I don't know if you agree, agree with me Lars but I think that that if you are in tune with your purpose of life what's my values what's my principles what's my vision for how I live when I I, I live my values um, purpose and principles it's a lot easier to say no um, to things that are actually not relevant right now I don't know hmm. what do you think Lance? yeah I definitely think at least the no, I see that more and more as well, and, and and feel that with my own practice. That there's a lot of, there's there really is a lot of feeling when it comes down to it. When you do GTD and have done it for a while, there's a lot of. That's how you notice how to improve it. That you really mm -hmm. reflect on, and how do I actually, you know, do I want to look at that projects list? How do I feel yeah. when I look at that? Do I need to rephrase it? Do I need to do something different? And really notice that because that's, you know, it's it's a hard. I, I wish there was a more of a formula. I love, <laughs> I love my Excel sheets and formulas, um, but it really <laughs> does come down to come down to that. And I just look now at my uh, Mac uh, at work list. I have thirteen things on on that next actions list, and that's even relatively high for me i really tried mm -hmm. to to be to, to to stick it stick it even lower than than that um and of course that will vary and, and things will show up and sometimes it'll grow bigger but i want to keep it down to a a good uh, low number so especially you know when the surprises do show up then i mm -hmm. i don't have too many things on there so there's room for me to to grab all the new things that uh, that show up mm. one of the things that david allen's been very clear about uh, in his book and uh, in the in the former courses we've had a course material is uh, to identify what he called uh, the productive and unproductive uh, experience so yeah. if you are in the unproductive experience you are stressed you are anxious you are you feel out of control your creativity is not there you are not um, you know you're in the panic state maybe and and the opposite is that I feel in control. I am not stressed. I feel I have my you know I'm not overwhelmed. I feel good about what I'm doing and not doing, and and uh, having an an empty you know empty head, feeling and feeling good with that. And that's what GTD is all about. And and I I would recommend all our listeners and viewers out there start listening to that little voice inside yourself when you look at your list saying is this repelling me or attracting me if you feel attracted to oh, i can't wait to tick that off then you're doing something correctly if you don't feel like that take a step back and ask yourself why set aside half an hour just to look at that and try to um, establish a reason for why you're feeling like that how does that make sense to you Lars? Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely Absolutely. Really keeping keeping that in mind. And I actually, now that you mentioned that exercise, I kind of miss it because yeah, it was such a nice way. Um, you know, when I first attended that version of the seminar, I didn't really, really get it. But I had, you know, when we delivered it and I, I you know, saw more people, you know, starting to notice. So what does it look like when I'm out of control? How can I tell? What does my desk look like? What does my email look like? How does it exactly. feel physically? Is there any sort of my, you know, moving my foot up and down or, you know, what clicking the pen? What am I doing? And mm -hmm. just noticing those, um, those signs. It's, it's, um, mm -hmm. it's valuable input to, to all of this for sure. So yeah, mm -hmm. keeping that in mind again, wish it was a formula, but um, yeah, it's, it's not. not, it's up to you. <laughs> Yeah, one of the things I, I remember when I before my my pre um, GTD days is that a lot of people who are attracted to GTD are you know uh, conscientious people. You would like to deliver. You don't like to to uh, let people down. And uh, and because you are so focused on what you're doing, um, I remember that one of the things I had was that I I uh, I forget to check my you know. My, my body functions when I worked, I got so wrapped up in trying to, you know, stressed, really stressed and trying to wrap, uh, you know, everything up and, you know, get to some conclusions so that I can go home at the end of the day. But I forgot, like going to the toilet. It's like, <laughs> I, I need to check my bodily functions. And, and which is, uh, <laughs> I haven't drink, I haven't drunk anything today, you know, there, and which is a symptom. 
that you're not pro appropriately engaged with your life and your your commitments. So if you feel like that or you feel stressed, overwhelmed, there is a way through that. And I, I stress the through because you have to uh, learn something you can't, you know, you don't know how to do it. Getting things done is exactly that. Something when you start, you, you don't know how to do it. But it is a way through those feelings and the other end is mind like water, less stress uh, on a general level. Of course, you will be stressed in, in between because this is not like uh, you take one pill and it's kind of, you know, you never will stress again. But it is a way to focus on what you need to focus on when you need to focus on it so that you could be appropriately engaged with your life and work and there will be surprises that throws you off and stresses you. But at least you have your ducks in a row, as David Allen would say, so you will get more of the right things done. Okay, are we ready to move on to the next question? Or yeah, do I just want to one, one yeah. circle back to his, uh, his final question about yeah. applying that seriously filter. So mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's a great suggestion to reflect on the higher horizons. Um, another perspective would be to also, you know, really have, you know, do, do that good, thorough weekly review. I know that it's going to take a while with all those uh, many, many things on that list, but perhaps do a, a thorough weekly review with that seriously filter in mind. See if we can actually yeah. move some things to the someday maybe list, have a look at the someday mm. maybe list, see if we can cross some things off that list, recognizing mm. that, you know, we don't have, um, there will be more to do than we have have time to do. Um, mm. And one thing that has been really helpful for me as well in, in making sure that I don't overcommit, and uh, that's certainly in the weekly review where I will, will spot that. Um, and also, you know, just, you know, should I start this project? Well, let me look at my existing projects list. It's this yeah. long. Let me look at my next actions list. It's this long. There is no way mm -hmm. that I'm going to add more to mm -hmm. that list if that's what I feel like. Um, so mm -hmm. really, you know, keeping that in mind. And that's, I, I think, what what uh, what Gregory is hinting at as well, is to really keep that in mind when you sit down, new stuff shows up in your life. Well, that's great. That would be nice. Um, if there were, you know, 48 hours in a day, then maybe I could do it. But you know, looking at the list, knowing how how many things I have in my calendar right now, the existing projects, I just don't have the time. So we'll have to cross it off, delete it, delegate it, whatever you can do to, to actually um, handle those things that have shown up. Mm. And renegotiated re commitment is not a broken one. It's a renegotiated yeah. one. So I can't do that now because I have too much to do. I will put it on my on hold. If times changes I will let you know and I will uh, commit to that again but if not I will let it go and I will let you know mm. so but, but all, all of these uh, thinkings um, you know that the thinking behind uh, committing to something is important so do it up front if you can if not then renegotiate after so yeah. Yeah. good luck Gregory yeah best of luck yeah. last question was from ivan he says hello as always i love the podcast i joined much later and actually have reverted back to listening from episode one all the way through and really enjoying it i'm up to may 2020 now and it's interesting to look back and hear about your experiences as COVID took shape yeah i can imagine i uh, that must have been interesting to, to look back at now that being said, I wonder if separately or as a topic on the podcast, you could provide some samples of higher horizons. I have my horizons, but in listening to some of your podcasts, it seemed that perhaps more detail and granularity in, and in general length might help better shape them. For example, at my highest level, my purpose and principle is really more of a three sentence mission statement. In one of the podcasts, you were describing principles in a lot more detail, um, and it made me think that maybe there should be more detail here. So I'm just curious as to what you generally recommend. Thanks as always, and keep up the great work and keep the podcast coming from Ivan. Well, keeping it coming, we can promise you. We have no, <laughs> no, no intention of letting it go. Um, and, and it is very important questioned you know the, the horizons of focus is one of the most important tools for making decisions i'm referring back to listening question number two from gregory because um it, it makes it, you you will be able to make value-based uh, decisions on what you should say yes to or no to so that you make more 
a more of a commitment to yourself to move into the direction you, you yourself has decided uh, you should go. And um, just to, to look at this, you know, little bird view perspective, um, what, what I would recommend you to do is that look at, you can use it on, the, you know, you can use it, uh, you can split it up or you can keep it together. So you can look at it as something you need to do for your company. If you own a company or you're, you're, you're managing a, de- a company or a department, you can use it for a department um, and you can use it for your personal life. So um, what I would suggest that you do is that um, just start building it. And it is like everything else with GTD, it should resonate with you. You should feel good about what's in there and it should be whatever you put on, on, on your, you know, and it should be in writing, not in your head, as long as it's here, it's, it's not, it's, it gets a lot more true when you write it down. I don't know if you've, you've noticed that, mm-hmm. Marcia, do you have the same idea that when you write it down, it makes it more true? Yeah, yeah, certainly it, 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 it's of course more clearly positioned on your, on your radar. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the um, we can you know the if you find the system guides or you buy or you can get access to the making it all work book the second book of David or it's actually the third book of David which is making it yeah. all work where he he um, he uh, focuses a, it, it is about getting things done but it also about the horizons of focus more than it is in original books that might be helpful for you. But um, the five horizons, we might want to go through them. You want to, to list them for us, Lars? Just, I'm you know, happy so to let you that. do that, Morten. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, let's start on the top. On the top, we have the, the header called uh, Purpose, Values, and Principles. And below that, you have Vision. And below that, you have Goals. And below that, you have Areas of Responsibilities and areas of focus, which is in the same header. And then below you have your projects and below there you have calendar and next actions. So if you go on the top again, uh, purpose, values and principles, and there is no right or wrong way to write something down there. You have to try and identify what's your, what is your purpose in life? What, why are you on the planet and why and sorry, and what principles would you never break uh, if those are important to you? And, uh, and what values do you want to carry? What's important to you? What adjectives would you like people to use about you when you are no longer with us? That's a good idea. So, for instance, if you want to be kind, if you want to be, you know, um, um, honest, I don't know what you want to be. So anything else you would add on the, on the top level, Lars? No, I think, well, maybe just, um, I've seen them in different forms and shapes over the years. I've seen mine become, you know, different as we, as we progressed, both made one for the company, made one for myself. Um, and you know, it can, for me, it's, um, it's a, it's a mind map of, uh, notes and, and, um, keywords for me, some quotes that I want to, to keep on there. Um, but I've also seen, I think, Yuka in Finland, uh, our partner there, um, has a more visual approach to this. If I remember mm. correctly, when he once showed us the one in Trello, it was based on uh, on images, which I always mm. found uh, very inspiring. Not something that I've done myself, but mm. just an example of what that it might look uh, different from one person to the next. Mm. Yeah, th- uh, I'm now reminded of that we, we talked before about affirmations in an episode and um, my wife and I, we use, uh, we, we have, you know, we write, or I have written down my vision for how I want my life to look when I'm following my purpose, my values and my principles. But also every year we make, in January, sorry, in December, we make uh, what, we, what we would like the next year to be about. What is our wishes to, to, for, to be to happen so we and we make that as a vision board by cutting and pasting and i'm you know using some digital tools to cut and paste and, and print something that we could you know then put on that board and it is actually just uh you know ideas of what we want to be true uh in the year to come anything to add to that loris do you have some ideas 
How do you do that? No. Yeah, well, we don't really have that, um, um, that kind of vision plan, but we do have a, a practice of, of thinking through this um, as, uh, you know, my wife and I typically between uh, Christmas and, and New Year's as well. Um, this year, we also uh, included the boys just for fun to, to add some ideas for what they wanted to experience during the year. So that was kind of fun to, um, to throw in there as well. How, how did they, how did they react? Because you have two young boys. What they're, what's yeah, their yeah, they again? were um, four and seven at the time. So mm -hmm. one of them wanted to score three goals in one football match. So that was uh, <laughs> that was achieved already. Uh, one wanted yeah. to you know throw and how you throw um, rocks on the water and it skips. Um, mm -hmm. He wanted to do three of those. That was also already completed. So um, mm -hmm. they're doing well on their yearly goals. <laughs> <laughs> good for them then now it's just it will be a you know a, a, a bachelor in something or a master in something or a phd it's just it's just a number of skips yeah <laughs> number of something <laughs> i have actually have a friend who's he's a medical doctor and he's, he has two phds on top of that so he's doctor 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 so mm. <laughs> skip three times he's he's called or um yeah <laughs> it is just just you know scaling it up that's that's what it's all about so, yeah i worked for a german company at one point where the ceo was a doctor professor doctor and then his, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny whatever makes you tick man you know um no uh, the the I, to, just to go back to the horizons of focus um the top level there it's it's just for giving yourself some direction um so and, and the idea is that when you when you give yourself some direction it makes it easier for you to make sure that when you make decisions in your everyday life on what you should focus on you are focusing more on what's what you want to get to be true in your life and, and in, in your world. So so to to take time, I've I have never ever heard any person telling me after doing, you know, work on their horizons of focus that this was a waste of time. Mm. Never. <laughs> it's always <laughs> been, wow, this was liberating. Now I understand more about how important this is. Um have you ever heard anyone complain about waste of time for working on no, this no absolutely not quite quite the opposite actually yeah, just mm. the other day i had a i received a, a text from one of the participants i had in a level three seminar uh, last year back in august or september mm. um as he was walking by the uh, the hotel where we where we had the level three training which was all about thinking about these higher horizons we thought from um, top down so this is my purpose what would the vision be what would the goals be mm. etc and we did the uh, bottom up as well so if these are my areas of focus and accountability what will mm. then be my goals at the end of next year and yeah. then moving up and, and up and up and you know those two days were just so so valuable and and mm. um, as, a, as a as a trainer so inspiring for me to see people thinking through and and hearing their reflections and uh, yeah mm. never know it's always always valuable for sure yeah and and i'm reminded now that i got an email for me personally not for us but it's referring to the podcast um where one person just asked questions i hear you referring to level two and level three and they're intrigued and they live in the u.s and uh, i'm sorry to report to you if you live in the u.s um, those courses are not available for you and they will be available for you as more like a coaching format if you wanted to learn more about project and priorities priorities and the focus and direction seminars um, the reason is a um, little complicated it has to do with licensing and that crucial learning in the u.s has the license for the u.s and canada for uh, everything that has to do with gtd courses and gtdfocus.com with um, the coaching team there are, are responsible for uh, in the same region for coaching and they've a crucial learning decided they don't want to have they do not want to have the the level two and level three uh, teaching so um sorry <laughs> we can't help you there and uh, but it is available as coaching which is um as well 
more tailored so if you have the means to to get some coaching that might be just as well or better for you it's more personalized of course if you do it as a coach especially when it comes to the higher horizons uh, coaching coaching sessions might actually be a good way to do it and i think they even have a custom tailored program it's actually towards exploring Mm. the higher horizons i i believe i saw that at one point Mm. so um that can certainly be be valuable and I also mm. just want to sneak in episode nine. We talked about the horizons of focus. So for those of you looking to to yep. just get a refresher on that, episode nine of the podcast is where you'll find mm. it. Indeed. And and the um, the idea of the high horizons of focus is just as as I mentioned initially, is is to make sure that you are more in alignment with what you want to get done in life. And uh, and and to either reconnect or connect for the first time with why are you on the planet? Is there a purpose to your life? And if so, what is it? And what values and principles guides it, your life? And um, and use that as uh, your bullshit filter so you don't say yes to things <laughs> you should have said no to. So um, if you go down, just, uh, just simmer down a little. So we are now at, you know, we've done the the, the the purpose, the, the values, the principles, and we looked at the vision where you briefly touched upon where we say that you should write what is the vision of when you live your purpose, um, values, and principles. So, so what do you do then more or less physically? And you can use that place to write down affirmations. Like I have one on mine saying, I am a person who is comfortable being uncomfortable. And that has helped me a lot because I actually have been more comfortable being uncomfortable, um, and uh, which is good. You're you're you are getting more ready for life, and it helps you um, open your minds to possibilities that you didn't because you feel uncomfortable. And then instead of doing something and staying in that, you you you, you pull yourself away. Mm, but um, yeah. that's my that's my personal journey here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, so when uh, it comes to vision for for us so we we dove now into the this kind of yearly planning mm-hmm. um but also on a vision level we certainly have uh, talked at home about how we want to live in the future i think when it comes to vision we used to say three to five years but they, there's really a lot of flexibility in that horizon mm-hmm. and one of the things that we spoke about at least within the 12 months was sort of more of a time frame for when the boys want to spend time with us, when when they get old enough that they don't want to spend time with us, and and at some point they they also move out of the home. So what do we want life to be like at uh, at that point? Um, so those were sort of the time horizons that we focused on, and and you know focusing on, for example, on the I have a coaching client uh, or had a coaching client that that so so nicely reflected on the relationship to sons and and and, and daughters and how that should be in the future and what that then mm. meant for for her to do in the in the near term actually to that make sure so that valuable. you establish that that level of uh, relationship and i've seen that in the mm. level three seminar as well so mm. so much value in there so yeah. that alone i think is is worth the time mm. to 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 dive into the the vision part mm. Um, and we I'm, have I'm getting all emotional of... here because I, I'm, I'm envisioning <laughs> you and, and, and I know your wife a little and, and envision you together doing this. And that that is, you know, if you do that, you are in not only getting the life you want together, uh, but you also um, make sure that you are, you are together because you plan to be together um, <laughs> after the sons move out and you plan to and so many people don't uh, you know f- focus on the future in that manner um, and it might um, stop you from living the life you want and having the mm. relationships with the people um, that you want so well, thank you for yeah, sharing and that. Yeah, just oh. a realization. <laughs> no, happy to. And, and and just a realization. You know, he's he's he'll be eight in a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so likely, or maybe ten more summer vacations where he'll want to wow. travel with us. Then there'll be a break. And you know, seeing that number go down every year is such a great reminder that oh. we just we certainly want to spend time together and and making mm-hmm. sure that we get most of those uh, those vacations so really on a personal level a lot to gain from this and and also on mm. a company level um big picture big ideas how would we want to see the business um, in in x number of years for mm. me i started to elaborate and i think that may be what uh, what we spoke about in the uh, 
the episode that Ivan refers to, where at least I have some more detail on the, on an area of focus or accountability levels. So for each of the in quotes department of the mm. the, the small company of Vital Learning in Denmark, um, what would that look like? Sales? What would finance? Mm. What would community? What would you know? All of those PR? What would those mm. look like in X number of years? So that's been very mm. helpful for me to to establish. Hmm. And and to 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 focus on on the, and I again this <laughs> it, uh, I'm I'm reminded you know I'm I'm getting emotional when you talk about I have maybe ten ten more vacations with my sons before they you know kind of leave the the nest uh, hmm. uh, as to speak and 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 just to understand that your life is not infinite it's so easy to think that it is is that you know I will yeah. live for forever no you will not. <laughs> <laughs> it will end one day and how can you make sure that you get most out of your life and you do the right things that's important to you um yeah. and for those of you who are on video i will try to do something now i don't know if i can make this easily but let me try and in my uh, on my wall here for those of you who are on video i have a calendar and this calendar is um let me see if i can go down a little this is a calendar called memento mori uh, this is, um, I will show you, these are dark um, uh, squares. Every square is uh, one week and uh, it runs until um, I'm 80. So I've just, as you, you might have understand here, let me see if I can use my hand to show this. I've just passed my the 60th year. So I, I'm in uh, week three of my 60th year. And I, I'm, I'm not showing this for people to get depressed, or <laughs> uh, uh, more the opposite, uh, just because uh, I want to make sure that my life is consisting of what I want my life to consist of. And, um, and remembering to live when I have life, not remembering, not remembering that I should die, but remembering I should die maybe triggers me to remember that I must live. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. Now, let's, enough <laughs> enough emotional stuff. <laughs> but but it is it is a little emotional. I think uh, getting things on is all about being properly engaged with your life and your your reality. And um, and I think if you really want to be appropriately appropriately engaged with your reality and your life, you need to think: Where do I want to be? Where what do I yeah. want it to? to achieve her. Mm, so. yeah. Anything to add at the end here? No, I think just coming back to, you know, um, Ivan's question, it made me think maybe there should be a lot more detail here. And, you know, it's really up to you. Um, I, I, you know, the, at least the first few years, if not more of my GTD practice, I didn't have anything on the higher horizons. It was just, no. you know, oh, this is really cool tool to get an overview of my different projects and then an empty inbox. And that was it for me. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, um, probably by chance, I think uh, there's some, some stuff started to show up that, that, you know, fit into those uh, higher horizon slots. And I started to put them, put them in there, perhaps not explicitly in the beginning, but just the awareness of some, you know, purpose things for, for me. Um, and then over the years, I've elaborated it a lot more and I've expanded on it now in, in quite a bit of detail. And I might simplify that a bit as well. Now, coming back to the simplification approach that we've been talking yeah. about. Um, I might go ahead and, and simplify it. So um, there is no right or wrong. I mean, just whatever shows up. Um, but I think back to what you said, Morten, uh, play around with it, work with it, see what mm. shows up and, and know that there are these, I would like to phrase them as, as different shelves that you can put things on. Just know mm. that they are there and have a Word document to put it into or do a mind map or yeah. do whatever works for you, you know, vision boards, mm. whatever it might be. But just know mm. that they are there and, and play around with them because some really really cool stuff can show up when you when you do indeed and uh, david's book making it all work is a good um, template yeah. for for this and uh, also the ggd system guides that you can buy um, i think you can buy them uh, in for the nordic region both in the vitallearning.dk and .no if you mm -hmm. want to buy them there uh, and you can also buy them at gettingthingsdone.com um, I think they cost like ten dollars or something. I don't remember, but I think it. Um, and that th those system guys have an overview of getting things done, but also they have this um, 
as an overview over the horizons of focus steps so you can have it as a cheat sheet if you want for when you create yours yeah. in addition to what's in the book so um are we at the end lars you feel I, uh, I think so. And that's where we usually remind you to actually head on over to those websites. Exactly. Vitalearning.eu is a good place to start because that from that website, you can find your way to the different local country websites with all of the different offerings that each of those countries have to offer about GTD, other methodologies, speeches, coaching, everything in there, both virtual and physical. Outside the Nordics, a good place to start is CrucialLearning.com to find your local partners. And the last one I'd like to mention is the GCD Summer Camp. And it's, um, you know, we have all the participants, all the early birds uh, were, were sold out. We had some people on the waiting list. We were able to add some more people. I don't know when you will listen to this podcast episode. So I don't know if we have more seats available to, to find. Um, but um, right now the waiting list is just that you send me an email, Lars at vitallearning.dk. Send me an email mm. if you are looking to go June 17 to 18. It'll be awesome. Morten and I will be there. A lot of great and friendly GTDers will uh, will be there. And um, yeah, looking forward to see those of you who are going uh, seeing you there this summer. Mm, indeed. And um, for those of you who are looking at this at YouTube, please consider subscribing. It helps the channel a lot. It helps us, um, you know, gain listeners that come back and come back and it will help you learn getting things done and the same with if you have your uh, podcast app subscribe to us you can of course uh, cherry pick all the other episodes the 89 other episodes if you're listening to this and uh, but subscribe so that you don't miss an episode um, what we are teaching you are skills that can change your life so please make sure that you subscribe for, for to, to learn more about that and i think that is when i will say uh, goodbye to everyone and uh, until next time stay safe and stay productive bye 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 everyone <laughs>